Hi, I'm Ellie McGuire, and this is Shaking the Bushes. I have stories about living in the biggest city in the world, New York City, and in the smallest state in the country, Rhode Island. I can tell you about spending two and a half weeks with a former president and first lady and about how my dog had a pivotal part in me actually holding a real live Oscar. And I have questions too like, what's up with all these bunnies in my backyard here in Warwick? Or as my New York City friends would say, what's a backyard? I grew up in Warwick, left to see the world, and then came back home. What's more Rhode Island than that? I hope you enjoy Shaking the Bushes. Back in the late 50s, there was a groundbreaking police drama on TV called The Naked City. And at the end of each show, there was a quote read by a very serious male narrator. It went something like this. There are eight million stories in The Naked City. This has been one of them. Something like that. Well, some 60-odd years after that show ran, I'm here to tell you that that quote still holds true. Why? Because I got a New York City story to tell you about a dog and an Oscar. More specifically, about how my little dog, Schmitty, also known as Schmitty the Weather Dog, was instrumental in me getting the opportunity to hold a real live Oscar and to meet a real live Oscar winner. But wait, before I talk about my dog and an Oscar, it's important I explain a huge misconception about living in New York City. It was verbally implanted in my brain the other day by a neighbor in my Warwick, Rhode Island hood. He was walking his dog, as was I, and our paths momentarily crossed, possibly because our dogs were taking a much-needed pee break. No matter. It's what he said that mattered. This very nice man said he was surprised to see me. He thought I was still in New York. And in the next breath, he exclaimed, but why would you want to be in New York City with all that crime? It's so big and scary. Not wanting to be argumentative, who, me? <laughs> I tried quickly to explain, while my dogs, now done with their business, started to fidget. I told my neighbor that New York City was less like all the crime shows you see on TV, like Law and & Order, and more like our neighborhood of Warwick, Rhode Island. I could tell by the look on his face he thought I was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but with no time for me to explain further, thanks to my now very cranky pups, I left it at that and moved on. But it's true, and my dogs and the Oscar story will kind of sort of prove it. So, Warren, I hope you're listening. Yes, New York City is big. No, make that huge. I googled it. Tokyo, Japan is the largest city in the world based on population. New York City is now the second largest city in the world, behind Tokyo, and the largest city in America population-wise while Rhode Island is still the smallest state in the USA. So sure, there are 8 million more reasons for something to go wrong in the Big Apple versus the 83,000-plus people and reasons for something to go wrong in Warwick, Rhode Island. So how could my neighborhood in Warwick, Rhode Island, and my neighborhood on the Upper West Side of New York City be anything alike, you ask? 
And what's that got to do with my dog and an Oscar? Well, I'm going to tell you. Despite New York City's vast size and population, we all have our own neighborhoods within the city where we call home. In my Upper West Side hood, I can walk to the local market a few blocks over off of Broadway or walk a few more blocks down to Whole Foods at Columbus Circle. I can walk the pups and go for runs in magnificent Central Park, only a few doors from my apartment, and there are lots of fabulous restaurants and stores close by. And if you want to go outside of the neighborhood, you just jump a subway or a cab or a bus, or better yet, walk. Living in New York City is really small town living within one of the biggest cities in the world. And sure, you have to always be aware of your surroundings. But hey, I carry my shillelagh every evening when I walk my dogs and walk. You never know when you might run across a hungry coyote or fox. Yikes. All right, all right. I'm ready to tell you my dog and Oscar story. One night, many years ago, Ron, remember Ron, my forever fiancé of 31 years? He was out walking Schmitty on the street where we live in New York. They were at the end of our block, ready to cross the street. While waiting for the light to change, another chap walks up next to him with his pup. This gentleman, with his small white dog, starts to show off his small white dog, telling him to sit, stay. Ron starts to do the same thing. Typical guy competition stuff. (laughs) Next thing you know, this stranger looks at Ron and says, Do I know you? You look familiar. And then, with a look of realization spreading across his face, he says, Is your name Ron? Piano man Ron? You play ragtime piano? And with that, he continues, Did you used to play piano in a saloon in Old Town, Alexander, Virginia? When Ron said yes, this guy blurts out, I used to be a waiter in your room and would get up and sing opera and you would accompany me. And like a little kid, this grown man got so excited that he met Ron, his piano hero, from 20 years ago. And just like that, in the biggest city in America, these two guys reunited on a street corner at night with their little dogs. It could have been a scene right out of a street corner in a hood in Rhode Island, except you would never catch me walking at night in my hood in Warwick. No doorman in sight, and those coyotes and foxes roaming the streets looking at my dogs like appetizers. Eh, eh. But wait, it gets better. These two musically connected men, meeting in a city of way more than 8 million people, live just two blocks away from each other. What were the odds? Flash forward to a few weeks later, Ron gets a phone call from this old singing buddy, a former U.S. Air Force singing sergeant, and now an opera singer, otherwise known as Frank, inviting us to a tree trimming party at his home. Ron accepted and hung up the phone before I could get him to ask his wife what the attire would be since the address he gave was really swanky just around the corner at one of the very Tony buildings on Central Park West. Not bad for a former waiter from Old Town, Alexander, Virginia. We were intrigued to say the least. The appointed evening arrived. The elevator did not let us out in the hallway like most elevators do. Just like I remember in that movie, Three Men and a Baby, the elevator opened up right into this very wide hallway inside the apartment. 
Very cool. As I was looking at an oversized poster hanging right on the wall as we walked in, Ron was greeted by our very warm and energetic host, Frank. With the booming voice of an opera singer, he says, Ron, I'm so happy to see you. And as he walks Ron down this most magnificent museum-like hallway, hey, I'm from New York. Square footage is a big deal. So you notice things like big hallways. Okay, where was I? Oh, yes, Ron being whisked down this huge hallway. And as they entered the room at the end of the hall, I could hear Frank say, Hey, everyone, I want you to meet my old friend Ron, the most amazing piano player. I used to sing as a waiter with him playing in this famous restaurant in Old Town Alexandria, Virginia. Meanwhile, I'm still gazing at this immense Broadway poster of the show The King and I with Yul Brenner and Celeste Holm. Wait, Celeste Holm? I just read about her in the New York Times. Something about she was one of three older women who each owned their New York apartment for more than 50 years. The Times did this huge article on these regal, highly coveted co-ops. And now I realized I was standing in the huge hallway of one of them. I finally caught up to Ron in this Newport mansion-like living room, overlooking Central Park, of course. As I entered the room, the first thing that caught my eye was this immense Christmas tree. It had to be over 10 feet tall, being trimmed by a handful of folks. One man was even on a ladder decorating the higher branches. Wait, so who has a ladder in a New York City apartment? I'm still trying to figure out where to put my vacuum cleaner. But I digress. And next to and against the wall, to my right, were not one, but two very large couches. Again with the square footage. And right in front of me was a gorgeous Steinway grand piano. And on top of the grand piano was an Oscar. Yup, a real live Oscar. And that's when I heard Frank introduce Ron to this lovely older woman sitting on the couch against the wall with coiffed hair, a warm smile, and a shawl wrapped around her shoulders. Ron, I'd like you to meet my wife, Celeste. Celeste Holm. Well, I could see Ron speechless, his brain whirling. There on the couch, a walker to the side of her, was the Oscar-winning actress, Celeste Holm who was considerably older than his long-lost buddy, Frank. Ron shook her hand, and the tree-trimming festivities continued. Later in the evening, as I maneuvered around this McMansion-side apartment, perusing all the pictures and frames around the living room, I noticed a picture of Judy Garland with a little girl in period-piece costumes. It was autographed, To Celeste, Love Margaret. Huh, that's pretty cool. I'm a big fan of Judy Garland, the singer. I eventually made my way into the dining room. My apartment could fit inside this dining room. And on the table were various pizzas. Yes, even Oscar winners eat pizza. As I'm checking out the different toppings, a woman, tiny in stature, comes up behind me and starts to do the same. And since, as my friend Buzzy liked to say, that I never met a stranger I didn't know, I started talking to her. Finally, I put my hand out and said, Hi, my name is Ellie McGuire. And she puts her hand in mine and shakes it and replies, Nice to meet you, Ellie McGuire. My name is Margaret O'Brien. 
Me, always one to attempt to throw out some witty retort, said, McGuire? O'Brien? <laughs> Sounds like the making of an Irish law firm. We both chuckled. And then I remembered thinking, Margaret O'Brien, Margaret O'Brien, where have I heard that name before? And then, like a computer that finally gets plugged in, my brain starts to go into overdrive. And I remember where I heard that name before, from my mother, who was a huge Margaret O'Brien fan. In a nanosecond, I put two and two together and realized that the little girl in the picture with Judy Garland was Margaret O'Brien, taken during the filming of the movie Meet Me in St. Louis, directed by Judy's husband, Vincent Minnelli, and my new best friend, Margaret O'Brien, won an Academy Award for Outstanding Child Actress in 1944, when she was only six years old. You do the math. So, because of my dog, Schmitty, being walked by Ron in our Upper West Side neighborhood, I now met not one, but two Oscar winners that night. Thank you, my little sweet Schmitty. And the piece de resistance, I found the nerve, perhaps after everyone had a glass or two of vino, to wrangle both of my new Oscar-winning BFFs to pose for a picture, with Margaret on one side and Celeste on the other, and moi, kerplunk in the middle, holding an Oscar. By the way, that picture is posted on my website, elliemaguire.com, if you want to check it out. Hint, hint. And Celeste Holm, who is no longer with us, won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress in Gentleman's Agreement back in 1947. Now, it's highly unlikely that I'm going to meet two Oscar winners while out walking my dogs in my Warwick, Rhode Island neighborhood. But Ron and I did meet a man who was out watering his lawn in front of his house in Warwick while we walked by with our pups. Of course, I couldn't resist, and we stopped for a brief chat. And when we, wait, make that I, shared that we also lived in New York City, this delightful gentleman said, Oh, I spent quite a bit of time there. I wrote a musical that was on Broadway. Well, reel me in. I had to ask which one. And John, who lived only a flippin' block from my childhood home, said, Pump Boys and Dinettes. Ron and I looked at each other with mouths wide open. <laughs> Not a pretty sight, by the way. And I said, oh, my God, Ron performed in Pump Boys and Dinettes at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. So my life in the biggest city and the small estate, not so very different. And here's one for you, Judy and Margaret. Meet me in St. Louis, Louis. Meet me at the fair or in my hood in Warwick or the Upper West Side. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with me at Shaking the Bushes. You can learn more about me and my memoir called, wait for it, Shaking the Bushes at my website, elliemaguire.com. And thank you to the Warwick Public Library, where this podcast is recorded, and where I've been a visitor since it opened back in 1965. Wait a minute. That's so weird, since I'm only 39. Ha <laughs> ha! See you next time on Shaking the Bushes. <laughs>